Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Momenta on the Main Line. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Joanna Holleran. And I'm Dr. Alon Green. We're here to talk about all things health, wellness, fitness, performance, and overall well-being. Hope you enjoy the show. Today, we're going to do our first solo episode. Um, we primarily focused on interviewing people, but we've also been getting a lot of questions uh, just within our practice. And so we figured solo episodes are a great option to be able to go into some of these topics, um, answer things in uh, a way that's not as long form, but just kind of goes over a lot of the, the common questions that we get in practice to be able to provide some resources in that regard. So today's episode is about uh, three tips for long-term resolution of back pain. And the reason that this is an important topic is because a common question that we get from patients is something along the lines of, what is the best thing I can do for my back in the long term? So today's goal of the podcast is to address this question, uh, to provide some context as to how we approach long-term resolution of back pain within our practice. And we're going to do that by breaking it down into three tips. Now, we wish it were as simple as providing you with a straightforward list of recommendations for stretches, exercises, et cetera, um, that would be best. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of clickbait stuff out there that's like, you know, here here are the five best stretches that you can do for your back. And, and some of those may be great for some people and some may be awful for some people. Um, so rather than doing that, we, we wanted to focus on a few... Um, just kind of uh, general recommendations to help you better understand your own back pain so that you can tailor these tips to best fit your unique needs. Um, we typically find that, you know, people want specific recommendations, but because no two people are alike and no, you know, two cases of back pain are alike, being able to to kind of go through this algorithm and figure out, you know, specific information uh, about your specific back pain will help you generate better overall strategies to deal with it in the long term. So let's dive into it. Uh, first tip is learning and understanding the dynamic characteristics of your back pain. Let's break that down. So when we say back pain is dynamic, what we mean is that it changes based on the position or the movement that we perform. So certain movements or certain positions will aggravate that back pain and certain positions and certain movements will relieve that back pain. When we understand, you know, which movements these are, we can better control all of these factors. So let's take a step back and just talk about like back pain in general. Outside of traumatic injuries, back pain is typically the result of repetitive movements and posture. So for example, uh, a lot of the back pain that we see is, it comes kind of like in two categories and they're outliers, but generally speaking, these are kind of the most common. Um, one of them is from somebody who sits for a long period of time repetitively. And so that could be somebody who's working like a desk job and, you know, working on the computer, especially through the, the past couple of years from work from home, they might just be sitting a really, really long time throughout the day. 
same thing with people who happen to you know drive a lot for work they they have a longer commute or their work requires them to drive and so it puts a lot of stress on the lower back and and disc herniations are really common for for these types of patients uh, the other end is um, certain repetitive movements so we know for a fact that uh, people who have either uh, physical activities outside of work or work environments that require them to perform repetitive movements, uh, specifically like bending forward and extending their back. So if they have to lift something or, or bend down to reach something repetitively, uh, they're also at risk of, of, you know, developing disc herniations over time. So if we think about it, if somebody is frequently kind of like bending forward or sitting with a, a bent spine and, and there's a lot of pressure on the lower back, typically bending forward or, or that act of spinal flexion is really uncomfortable for them. Whereas the opposite extension typically feels a lot better. And so understanding that somebody has what we would call a flexion intolerance, meaning that they get pain in a, a forward bending position, but it feels a lot better in extension. It helps to better understand the characteristics or what we would call the dynamic characteristics of their back pain. There's also, you know, people who don't feel as good with rotation or, or you know, like kind of twisting side to side uh, or even kind of bending side to side or, or a combination of those things. So typically when we get somebody in with back pain, we'll go through all those ranges of motion to better understand what positions aggravate it and what positions relieve it. Um, that's just being able to kind of understand like physical movements that, that help to kind of help us better understand back pain. This, this goes right into the second tip. Um, and the second tip is building positive habits around the characteristics of your back pain. So let's use this example of somebody who, who sits for a long period of time or does that kind of like repetitive bending while they're at work or, or, you know, at the gym or something like that. If, if they don't typically tolerate flexing forward very well, we want to be able to look at all of the activities that they do throughout their day that put them in that same position. Because likely what we find is when we're able to identify the triggers of that back pain, and then you can modify those activities and postures to get them out of those positions, they typically feel a lot better throughout the day. And so when it comes to building positive habits around and based on those characteristics of your back pain, it can develop long-term strategies that not only help to to you know relieve pain in the short term but it also allows proper healing of the structures by reducing the overall stress and tension placed on the structures that have been kind of you know for lack of a better word just stressed over a long period of time um, so making this specific so in terms of like walk or work uh, postures we find that people who sit for a long period of time and have pain with that just by getting them to alternate sitting and standing throughout the day can do wonders in terms of, uh, you know, being able to, to take away that, that trigger of pain for them. We can also do this by, you know, being able to set ourselves up for success by providing a better environment for uh, working from home, for example. Being able, you know, you, you don't necessarily need a sit-stand desk. That's always a positive thing, but if there's a counter at home that you're able to go to once an hour or so to be able to get out of seated positions, to be able to, you know, change that posture a little bit and get a break from some of those positions, that's great. Uh, <laughs> admittedly, at the office, we'll take textbooks and we'll stack them and uh, and use that as our, our modified standing desk. So that's a great option too. It doesn't have to be 
you know, something that you have to spend money on to be able to get like certain equipment. But if you have the opportunity to do so, being able to set yourself up for success by by creating an environment that's friendly to, to what you understand about the characteristics of your back pain will help to reduce pain in the long term as well and prevent flare ups in the future. As it gets to more active, uh, you know, physical activities like like exercising, um, we place an emphasis on modifying workouts and exercises to stay out of the positions or postures that aggravate pain. Um, and this comes in a few different forms. Obviously, there's, you know, correcting certain techniques. So if, if people like to lift heavy things like deadlifting or, you know, whatever it is, we want to make sure that we're coaching them to do that properly, uh, making sure they're bracing their core to, to take stress off of the back as they do that. Um, so that's, you know, technique specific. And then there's also using different equipment. So some people find that, uh, it, let's use that, you know, um, that deadlifting example. If somebody's deadlifting and, and frequently using uh, just a regular barbell and they always have pain with that, sometimes we recommend switching it up for uh, a trap bar, which is a little bit more friendly because it, the handles are out on the sides instead of having to reach forward and having the weight in front of you. And so you're still able to get that, that same stimulus of, of deadlifting but it changes the positions to be more ergonomically friendly for you. And this is a, a common technique done in strength and conditioning for various athletes where if they know that, you know, a certain athletic population is prone to certain injuries, they'll program the exercises around uh, the movements of that sport to make it more friendly and reduce the risk of injury. So, so being able to kind of modify some of the equipment while you're exercising can definitely help to make it more friendly to be able to keep you consistent in doing it without you know, kind of causing some of those triggers that, that frequently aggravate the pain. Uh, another way to do it is, is switching up some of the exercises that you're using. Quite frankly, we, we find a lot of uh, exercises that involve like spinal flexion, for example, like crunches, um, end up becoming aggravating. And, and people think, you know, well, I have to do my core exercises to, to be able to continue, you know, gaining strength and maintaining strength. Um, and we show them other op options for exercises like core stability focused exercises, like dead bugs, things that challenge the core, but don't put them into those flexed or extended positions. Um, we've done this with various yoga positions or, or whatever it is, but you know, you can be able to modify the, and, and kind of switch some of the exercises that you're doing within that specific form of workout to be a bit more friendly to, to the exercise or to the, the characteristics of your own back pain. So those are just a couple examples of, of specific, you know, general exercises. Um, then when it comes to sports activities, we find that working with, with teaching professionals is actually a really, really good option for these folks. Um, Somebody who understands, you know, if it's golf, for example, working with a golf teaching professional to analyze the swing and, and better understand the way that you're swinging to be able to, to you know, let's say um, rotation and extension of the lower back is, is typically pretty aggravating for folks uh, who have back pain with golf. And so working with a teaching professional to identify where you're getting into those positions during your golf swing um, can help to modify and, and teach you different techniques during that activity uh, to be able to stay out of those possession, positions and, and continue to be able to golf well. Same thing with uh, you know tennis or baseball or anything. Working with somebody who really understands the technique in those uh, sports activities 
who can help you kind of learn and modify will help to make sure that you're not triggering pain during those events, which means that, again, you can continue to do them, you know, for the rest of your life or as long as you'd like to without having that be a a contributor to your pain. Um, Moving on to the last tip we have, it's focused around deepening the relationship with movement uh, within the context of your own life. And so a lot of people find joy in various types of movement. And and we feel as humans, like we're meant to move. Uh, There's no single activity that's best for your back. And so we typically recommend finding something that you enjoy modifying that activity based on the characteristics and habits associated with your back pain and being consistent by prioritizing it. You know, whether it's strength training, playing golf, doing yoga, going for walks or going hiking, it doesn't matter. If there's something that you really enjoy that gets you out and moving around, that's the best thing to do. Okay. So the best activity for you is something that you wholeheartedly enjoy because that's the key to being consistent in doing it. So, you know, there are certain things that, again, if it's a little bit more challenging, like somebody who has chronic back pain, who's trying to get back into weightlifting, for example, there's going to be some more work on the front end to be able to relearn techniques and allow the body to manage getting back under those stresses, but it is doable. We just need to be able to kind of take in those first two tips of, of being able to understand the characteristics of back pain and then building positive habits around it. And then we can get back into the consistency of doing those activities. There is, if there's a will, there's a way. And so, you know, there's no judgment for us. We, we like to get to know a lot of the, the you know, fitness and, and health and wellness people in the area to better understand what they do and, and, you know, better understand the communities of people that they attract so that when somebody comes in and, and you know, they're finished with acute care with us, we can recommend that they get into something that they enjoy. And typically, you know, we will get the question. It's like, well, what's the best thing that I can do? And quite frankly, anything that challenges you to continue growing that you truly enjoy doing and will do consistently is a perfect option. So, you know, I I challenge you. Think about what's something that that you just get absolute joy from uh, when you get to go out and do it. It could be, you know, in the summers, we really enjoy paddleboarding. You can think of it as like, you know, uh, a physical activity that's great for us because it's, you know, a form of exercise or, or you can just really enjoy the activity and not have to think about it. Get the, get the benefits from it indirectly, but, you know, kind of more altruistically go into that activity for the sake of, of pleasure and enjoyment. And then you kind of get both. I think sometimes when, when we focus just on the health benefits of something, um, you know, we, we lose a little bit of the passion for it. Our mind gets off of it a little bit. We're not quite as present. And so just being able to say, you know, what, what do I feel like I really enjoy doing and prioritize doing that? It can change based on the seasons or, you know, even for Dr. Holler and I, we find ourselves getting into to various new things just to try them. That's something that we really enjoy. So I would say if, if you're able to kind of deepen your relationship with movement, if you're like us and, and you like trying multiple things, I'd encourage you to do it. If, if there's something where, you know, like running, for example, seems to be something that people are drawn to for, for life and, and we're kind of in that group too, where, you know, you can find communities of people and running groups, things like that, who also share in that enjoyment and, and that sense of community will help you stay consistent with it too. So kind of to wrap this up a little, you know, 
being honest, the, the majority of us will experience various flare-ups of back pain over the course of a lifetime. However, if you can kind of utilize these three tips, it should help out quite a bit. And so just to recap, if you can understand the characteristics of your back pain, so understanding you know, what triggers it and what helps to relieve it, and then based on those characteristics, if you can build positive habits around them, so modifying you know, activities at work, modifying postures to be able to avoid those triggers and be in positions that help it feel better, and then finding some way to deepen your relationship with movement in the context of your life by finding things that you truly enjoy doing, not only will you feel much more in control, but if a, a flare-up does occur, you'll be far less negatively impacted. In fact, you'll have the knowledge and understanding to be able to take action when it does happen. And of course, if you need assistance in doing so, that's what movement professionals are here for. You know, chiropractors, physical therapists, uh, strength and conditioning coaches and other fitness professionals, uh, sports coaches, things like that to be able to, to be a resource for you in resolving uh, some of those specific, you know, activity-related issues. And so I, I would highly recommend, we, you know, part of the, the purpose of the podcast is to be able to highlight some of the folks so that people know that there are resources out there. But, you know, if you're experiencing something and you're feeling a bit stuck, um, feel free to reach out to us and, and we're always happy to help with that. And uh, overall, you know, I, I hope that this episode provides a little bit more context and, and almost like a roadmap to be able to start thinking about it differently, to recognize the things that you can do. I, I wish it were as simple as being able to, you know, do X number of stretches and exercises every single day. But the truth is everybody's a little bit different. But recognizing those specific differences in, in each individual provides more specific recommendations for them, which we believe helps to, to resolve things in the long term. So yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You can uh, reach us via email, which I'll drop in the show notes there. Um, if you found it helpful, uh, you know, let us know. Uh, and if there's a, a certain question that you want answered in any of these uh, mini episodes, we're happy to do that. That's what this is for. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. And uh, Enjoy the rest of your day.